Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Welcome to episode 350 of the Ever Black podcast. Joining me on this episode is my good buddy and Ever Black writer, James Schmidt. How's it going, man? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, good. Good. Wrapping up the year. Woo! <laughs> yeah, we've had a good one. We've had a good one. Lots of lots of cool guests on the show. And yeah, here we are, man. Number 350. You recently made a discovery online with the music of uh, Martin Rabishov. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, he's a um, he's a Swedish song, uh, singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. I honestly couldn't tell you how I really came across him. It could be a number of different ways. Um, it was obviously... It, it, I, I used to play around on Spotify a lot and like to come mm. across new and interesting music. And I kind of tripped across his previous album. So he's got a new album out only recently. And, um, yeah, I came across his music and it just blew me away. Just really dark and brooding but melodic. It's not metal, but it's got... It's got some metal feel to it, if if you know what I mean. No real hard driving guitars or anything, but just really, yeah. if if there's a metal band that I could sort of relate it to, and he does in the interview, he talks about Catatonia. It's got that kind of feel to it, but think Catatonia meets Jeff Buckley, meets the Tea Party. Really, really ultra nice guy. So yeah, but I reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to do an interview for an Aussie podcast? And he was, you know, more than chuffed. He's got a few friends out here and, you know, it's one of those things. He does it for the love of it. His, his day job is a, um, from what I can gather, it's he does a pop music uh, radio show for morning morning radio in Stockholm. Wow, that's, that's quite yeah. contrast. Yeah, so... Um, this, this latest album, he's got uh, Anders from uh, In Flames um, sort of returning the favour as he did some guests on the latest In Flames album. So ah, uh, cool. it's a great pedigree there. And the stuff that he does is amazing. You know, some really interesting stories about spending a night in a car drinking red wine with Jeff Martin from the Tea Party and things like that. Has he toured down here himself? No, he hasn't. Uh, he's got He's got a couple of young children. He said that... Um, at the moment, it's just not a possibility. I mean, yourself, yourself know, you you and I both know what it's like with young kids yeah. to be able to get out and do those kind of things. He'd love to, probably in a couple of years' time. But, um, look, I, I just really wanted to get his music known in Australia uh, and, and elsewhere around the world because I just think it's fucking fantastic. What I heard I really dug, was, it, was there a track that, you know, you got you hooked? I think it would be Hideout. When I first heard Hideout off, um, off his previous album, uh, Among Silver, it just blew me away. I think every every track on Among Silver has just kicked my ass. And the new album is fantastic as well. Black Elk is a fantastic song. I really dig The Huntsman a few others, a few others on there that are really grabbing me at the moment. But, uh, yeah, anyone who sits down uh, long enough is, who is into this kind of thing, I'm making him listen to this. So if, if it's... You know, say our listeners want to check him out. What, what would be the best site to do so? Is it is it all like uh, you said, Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that? Yeah, just just the usuals. He's on all of the usuals. Uh, mm. You can find his video clips up on YouTube. He's got a few um, few of his own live things. He hasn't done much with his full band or anything. It's mainly acoustic stuff. But 
yeah, he spent a lot of time recording these albums by himself. By and large, he's you know plays most of the instruments on there. He'll talk about that more in the interview anyway. So awesome, good work, man. Well, uh, before we go into your chat with Martin, we uh, just have to mention this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. You know, they've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media. I highly recommend these guys. Check them out at www.blacklightad.com.au. And uh, also a good friend of both of ours, Richard from RW Promotion, man. Uh, You know, uh, they've done all the green whistle stuff from years ago. (laughs) And, uh, you know, everything, uh, you know, all all our band stuff. And, of course, uh, the Ever Black Media stickers with... You'll probably find it around at gigs. You know, check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au and uh, give them a shout-out because they're pretty damn awesome. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Young Henrys, who are big supporters of live music and the music scene and make uh, delicious uh, beverages like the Cloudy Cider, which uh, I've uh, been digging over the Christmas break. And uh, that's uh, gluten-free and vegan-friendly, so uh, you can share that with all your vegan mates. Pay them a visit at younghenrys.com and uh, go try them out because they're pretty damn amazing. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again for jumping on the program and uh, bringing us this interview. Happy New Year, by the way. You too, brother. You too. I hope you don't get up to too much mischief. I'm sure there'll be tons with a you know small child around the place. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be editing. <laughs> More editing. <laughs> goodbye 18 that's it that's it here's to 2019 all right well here is episode 350 of the ever black podcast take it away james welcome to the ever black podcast um starting off i mean i don't know um just how well known you would be here in australia i stumbled across your stuff on spotify somehow i can't even remember how i suppose it was I don't know. I, it just sort of came up in one of my searches and it's completely blown okay. away. Yeah. Can you give us a bit of background? Uh, so how you've, how you've gotten to where you are now? I guess the, the thing is that I've been playing since I was a kid. Like I've been in a band in the, since uh, the beginning of my early teenagers. And I've been always playing the acoustic guitar, but I've always been in like different rock bands and, uh, and then I uh, played with a Swedish band called Mustache for a few years, yeah. just like a session live guitarist. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the, the thing is that I'm doing radio for my, for my, <clears throat> my day work and, and uh, get to you know, meet a lot of people. And so I've been having this kind of thing that I always wanted to do, some kind of acoustic thing, music-wise. So uh, back in 2000. Well, I think uh, I thought to record my debut album, and then I, uh, I, I, I always wanted to blend the Middle Eastern. I'm not, I'm a big fan of the Canadian rock band Tea Party. I know they're well known in Australia. Well, yeah, Jeff Martin is a uh, local now. He lives here. Yeah, I actually spent a night with Jeff Martin in a in a car once, drinking red wine, listening to an upcoming Jeff Martin solo album a few years ago. And my only thought was, I can't, I can't get too drunk because I had to remember this. <laughs> that was oh, that's awesome. Awesome. My God, yeah, yeah, I've awesome. been a big fan of those guys for many years. I got to see them play yeah. in my hometown uh, back in 99, I think it was. Oh, that was good. on the Triptych album, I guess. Yeah, uh, no, that was, no, it was on the Transmission Tour. So Triptych 
transmission was, tour, all right, okay. Yeah, so they did a second transmission tour, and because for whatever reason at the time they were doing like two tours of Australia per album, so this oh, was the second time cool. they came out. Yeah. So, so I, and anyhow, I, I had a rock band called the Libra, and we were actually uh, supporting Jeff Martin once in Stockholm when he played here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that was like the first and all the time he'll be here. It's too far off from his habitat, I guess. But it was, yeah. um, it was fun. But I, so I, I, I continued doing my my, my kind of acoustic stuff, and then uh, I just released my third album, that would be. And yes. uh, uh, I also done some some um, uh, guest vocalisting thing on the. And then within flames. That was like a because I I was in Germany when they re- recorded this, the uh, Siren Charms album, and me and Anders are, are good friends, so uh, he just wanted me to do some harmonies on on a song and, and stuff. So uh, he he got I got one one up on him, and so he, I I just called him and said you're gonna be on one of my tracks, and he was like sure, excellent. So that was excellent, yeah. And, but the thing is that I, I was I always tend to go back to the acoustic thing. Some some of my stuff might be a little bit rockish, but uh, um, I always write the stuff by yeah. myself with an acoustic guitar or with the like the Turkish bass or the um, the Indian sitar and, and all that. So oh, I, I always wanted to like put that in in, in somehow in my my stuff. So that's yeah roughly what what, what I'm doing. Yeah, oh, fantastic. So, I mean, what I really love about it, it's got it's got the very dark sounding elements to it, but it's also got these beautiful melodies intertwined through it. How did you sort of come to that um to that point with your music that you've been able to you be able to draw these really beautiful elements into with this really dark dark sounding um more rock elements? I don't know, man. I guess uh, uh I was actually talking to the guys in Carnival about it. Same thing. How can you live on the West Coast in Australia and write so melancholic stuff? <laughs> but, uh, Good question. But have you ever been inland yeah. from the West Coast? There's not much there. Uh, no, I know, but <laughs> it's all the Perth, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think I've always had the the, uh, the melancholic vibe up in Scandinavia, and and uh, I mean we have like nine months of darkness almost. And, and I guess I guess we have it naturally in a way. Even our, if, if you look back to our folk music back in the days, it's kind of a, with an evil touch in it. And I think yeah. that's what we got, and and and, and the heritage of, of being a native Swede. I guess I don't know what, how it comes, but 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 even the melodies, um, uh, it just comes. When I do my my stuff, and, and I I don't even think that much if it's gonna be a hook or a hook or not or with a melody, but it's mm. I think it's that's the way I write music. Uh, sometimes it, it's not a hook in the song, and it's not even not even a a melody that you can sing along to. But but it's I, th- I think to have some kind of melody is quite important to like a red thread through the song and maybe through the album as well. If you do albums. Well, 
It it really is a very Scandinavian thing to be able to do, to have something that sounds really Mm. dark, yet have this underlying melody to it and this underlying beauty. Mm. And what you were saying about, you know, nine months of darkness, you've also got, you know, a good uh, three months of bright sunshine. Yeah, we have the midnight sun, especially if you go up north. And I love going up north uh, in this country. Uh, I I like to be in the wilderness. In the, in the mountainside and and uh, and the uh, just to walk around in the forest. I have my summer house up north, and I, I that's one of my like three states, and uh, where, where I write a lot of stuff. I, accidentally, I live in Stockholm, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but I mean, that's how life is. You have to work. You can't live in the middle of Australia because it's nothing. But you have. To, well, I think I was... you have to to move, and, and I think that's quite sad because. Especially here in in Sweden, you have to. I think a lot of people have to move to the bigger cities to get it yeah. go around. But I would love to go back, but I can't do what I'm doing. Um, if I would oh, go back up north, I, I, I go there by on my vacations and I'm, when I have my free time off. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it really comes through in your music. It's got that real feel about uh, that that real sort of feel of nature to it for some reason if you know what I mean mm. yeah yeah like, uh, I, 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 I think it comes to you uh, and, and uh, I, I, I've been writing music for, for such a long time but I think that now I've come to a, to a state where I know exactly how to make the, some kind of soundscape if you mm-hmm. know what I mean and yeah. um uh, the last night, I was actually talking to my to my buddy who who, who I'm recording all my stuff with. And we were trying to figure out some really old Swedish folk song that I should do a cover of, maybe later on on next year or something, just in, to make it a evilish, dark <laughs> kind of that would be cool. tune to it. That would be like, but but I have to do it in Swedish though. So fair enough. But just one no. song. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you got um, you you write all the stuff yourself, of course. But uh, who do you work with in the yeah. studio? Do you get a full band to come in and, and record with you, or do you do most of the stuff yourself and uh, just occasionally get a few session musos here and there? I do my my. Um, uh, I have this buddy of mine. His name is Daniel, and uh, uh, he 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 produces the stuff with me, and he plays mostly the bass. And then we have uh, uh, some kind of different drummers, actually, uh, or percussion guys who's doing the, especially on the latest album, I think there are like three three different kind of guys. There's one heavy metal drummer, actually, on, on one track. He plays with a Swedish band called Morgana Le Fay, and they were like German big when they were younger. And uh, But most uh, all the all the strings instruments, it's by me bass sometimes and sometimes my, my body plays the bass but but um uh, it's 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 always only me and even we don't do that much of the because I, I i use this kind of ebo thing on my guitar yeah to uh, it's like a i don't know if, if you know what, what ebo is but yeah yeah you know. uh, my- planning on traveling this summer 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I try to build like sounds, but sounds like a keyboard or whatever, uh, just yeah. to put it like an underlay through the songs and to have this kind of uh, like foundation of, of stuff. But it's um, it's it's mostly me playing the and the and the and the, um, the singing part as well. Then so because that's what I really like about being being a solo artist that it's it's my work and it's I'm the boss of it I don't yeah. have to talk to like four or five people in the group who you don't also have to take anyone's need. Uh, opinions so with that and, uh, so, so have you, I, I've seen a lot of your stuff uh, your uh, live stuff mainly just yourself acoustically do you do have you have you put yeah. together a band to play live I've done it a few times but but uh, just like a five or six times, but it also depends on what kind of venue you're on mm. and even how much you're, you're paid, I guess. <laughs> but, mm. uh, and, uh, but the thing is that, that I, I wanted to keep it open to have my, to have it. Cause I have two guys with me sometimes yep. uh, play almost playing the, the fretless bass and, and the, some percussion. And, uh, but I, I also wanted to be, if possible, I can do it myself, and I, I tend to, to bring my pedals with me sometimes to use the loop station and uh, and even some some kind of atmospheric sounds on it. So, yeah. so it, it, okay. all, it all it, it all depends. Fantastic. So, have you have you taken much of your stuff on the road very much outside of Sweden and into into the rest of Europe yet? I haven't. I, 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 I've been quite picky with this one because I've done. I've, I've been in Norway uh, for a few shows. I played all slow and uh, and, uh, and since I had the kids, uh, I haven't been that. I have been more or like selective with my mom, with my gigs, and uh, therefore I've only done the shows in Sweden yet. But the plan is to to try to, to go up. Especially in Finland, we have like the same kind of atmosphere there. Mm, so like mm. it's dark, so so, and I, I know that I, I have some people there over there digging my stuff. So so, uh, uh, and even if you go down to Germany, of course, but maybe in 2019, because it's been it's one of a hectic year for me. So I haven't really had the chance to. You're up to number album number three now. Um... You've, you've got quite a back catalogue, you know, even across three three separate albums. Uh, no doubt you've got plenty yeah. more in the in the back catalogue that uh, have not been released yet. But what's what's your favourite? What's what's been your favourite song so far? Favourite song? Uh, that's a tricky yeah, one. Man. Uh, a high point. One that one that just you know what you were just really really totally happy with when you when you finished it. Uh, could be uh, could be uh, the song Eternal, I think, from the latest album. 
Hey, can you tell us a bit more about that song? Because uh, I think mostly because we recorded that one in a really specific way. Because I was I was actually renting an old wooden church up north, mm. and uh, and that song is also based on the the character that I've used for my for my artist name. That that Ru- Russian stuff, you know. Yes. And, uh, and and then we we uh, we recorded Eternal and the song Huntsman in that old old Swedish wooden church uh, up north, and it was it was very very like atmospheric in a way. And we you know you bring some bottle of red wines, and 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 I even invited my my. My long friend uh, Niklas, and he's doing also my my all my artworks. So he he's playing guitar with me on that song. So I think that that song really means something special to me. And even that I lyric-wise, it's it's about the character Rubashov, and he's 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 out there trying to get in touch with the devil to to get in get the contract of of eternal life. And I think that that song is. It ended up the way I wanted it to be, and that's quite. I'm very satisfied with that one. Fantastic. Can you give us a bit, a bit of an idea of your lyrical themes uh, for uh, for mm. your songs? Uh, where are you coming from with with most of what you're singing about in these songs? It's mostly about actually the woods. Uh, on my first album, The Watch of the Skies, I was I was somehow looking for it. What I was to write about and that was like basic stuff <clears throat> and then on the second album Among Silver which I recorded in Spain uh, I was very fascinated by, by the mountains and the and because I since I was a kid I, I, I really loved you know go out hiking and because and, because the, the the wilderness and the forest and, and especially the big woods they, they give you they keep some 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 kind of a mystery Mm-hmm. And this, since I was a kid, especially in my teenagers, as a teenager, I I, I was out walking a lot, and, and um, it it gets you thinking in a way, and, and I, I kind of kept that in mind, and also when I'm writing my lyrics, especially on the latest album, the Nature Script, it's almost about what the nature gives you, and yeah. what someone, because I mean, it it holds great treasures and as long as there are treasures out there someone always tends to try to get them to hunt them down so it's a given thing it's a give and take thing I guess but but uh, lyric wise it's uh, it's mostly about being in the woods <laughs> basically uh, oh that's fantastic so um, I like it and I've had a lot of trouble actually finding um, finding much more uh, much more of an online presence for you. Um, well, I've been sort of doing a bit of research and everything like that. Now, um, if someone wants to uh, tune into your radio show from around the world, do you guys actually do any uh, streaming of your show? And how can anyone we do actually? Uh, we have the. Uh, I think you can listen online. I think. I don't know. It depends on what country and if it's like restricted areas or not. But 
But because uh, I know we have listeners in Mexico and uh, they don't understand what, what we're talking about, but they like the music. So, <laughs> but yeah, oh, well. we do stream it. Uh, I, I'll try to send you a link later on. Oh, that be I'll put it in with the yeah. uh, interview when we put it up online. Because because you're so in touch with the music scene uh, over in, over in um, Sweden, what can you sort of point out that's uh, something interesting that we may have not heard of over here that we need we should really be checking out? Of the Swedish scene, then. Yeah. Uh, big hit or the big thing here, I guess, is, is those artists that really makes it doing the Swedish stuff. Like the, the pop rock bands that are they're actually singing in Swedish. Uh okay. and then also that that's quite we haven't we even had the the rock bands who who's doing that. And uh, I don't I don't know if, if it's, it might be exotic for you guys, but 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 even the pop genre is quite big if you do it in Swedish. Uh, but it, then they all apply in Sweden then and maybe Norway and some guys do Finland and or Denmark of course. But uh, I don't know, man. I always tend to go back to the to the old stuff, especially when, when you're doing when you're working with commercial radio and, and yeah. you know the commercial rock bands and all that. It brings me back to my my dad's records almost, and and, and I I want to explore the folklore kind of stuff more than I uh, that I've ever done. So so, so I, I is that um, a big influence on you now? Is um... Well, I mean, your dad's records. What what did that entail? What was what was the stuff that early on when you first picked up the guitar? What was what really got you listening? That was actually like Tom Petty and uh, and uh, Cross Steels and Nash and Young and and uh, even the Beatles, of course. Uh, my dad was a, still is a big. I, I, he actually bought me the the White Album the, on vinyl yesterday. Uh, Oh, that's you know, cool. Uh, and and uh, as older you get, the more you kind of get it, get it. I mean, the you you comprehend in another kind of way. I think, but it's, I I do understand what why the Beatles were that big, and even the kind of stuff that George Harrison did when he went to India and played some learned sitar from Ravi Shankar, and, and uh, yeah, it gets you like oh. Wow, almost. So well, I can day, definitely it's, it's hear like, that in your music. Yeah, and it it goes around. My dad's music fits me somehow. <laughs> and, and of course, you've spoken about um, uh, the Tea Party being a major influence. Who else? Quite modern. A uh, lot more modern has been uh, an influence on what you're doing now in your solo work. Oh. I do actually like Carnival a lot, the Australian band, and uh, I know yeah, that yeah. Uh, I even like John Butler. I think he's he's uh, amazing, and even the uh, um, uh, especially the, so some kind of other rock stuff that I do like is is like Tool, Tea Party. I, I love the, the old Zeppelin stuff. But also some Swedish bands called Catatonia, which I think they're oh. very, very dark. Um, well, if I if I could show you a picture, I've got the entire Catatonia collection plus all the bonus shit that I could possibly get my hands on. 
I saw them at uh, uh, at Rockefeller. Was it Rockefeller or John Dee's oh. in Oslo doing their best, uh, greatest hits uh, tour a few, uh, about oh, okay. six years ago? Um, so mm. yeah, I know Catatonia. <laughs> and even the uh, the singer Jonas, he's actually from he he's uh, I think his mother is from my hometown. So we oh, know each other a little bit. We tend to write each other every time. You know the birth birthday thing on Facebook is like. Here you go, Nate people. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, very, you know, very nice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I suppose that's what kind of drew me um, to your music is the, the I wouldn't say mm. similarities with Catatonia, but there's that there's that definite lineage there. That that certain amount of darkness, but a lot of beauty mm. in it at the same time. Oh, thank you. I I, 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 I think uh, it it might be the the it's Swedish darkness. I don't know. And I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Jeff Buckley, so that's like my number one guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's such yeah, a pity we no lost him. like him anymore. So. Yeah. No. So you, you're speaking about uh, 2019, possibly doing a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Is that is that including more recording and then maybe a few smaller tours here and there? Probably. Yeah. It also it all. Depends on like, because um, the thing is that I just put out the album and I, I all, I mean, I've already have like five, six songs to record, but I just had to do, manage to get the time and doing that. And because uh, um, I, I really love being in the studio, I'm, I'm more of a studio guy than maybe live guy, but but try to, to get it all, all together and do some, 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 some like, Minor tours here and there, it would be would be superb, and maybe to bring one of the kids with me because it's hard being away from them, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see how, how 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 it unfolds, but hope, oh, hope, right. hopefully to to, but but especially to 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 record some some new stuff because that's what I'm that, that's what I want to do. That's oh, what I love. Fantastic. Excellent. All right, then. Well, um, I think I've pretty much covered everything that I was I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you wanted to sort of bring up? I mean, how can how can people apart from the obvious Spotify, etc. How can people get a hold of your music? I've been trying to be out there. I mean, I use my my Instagram page quite often, and actually that one more than the Facebook because uh, Facebook like the the uh, the thing you do on Facebook doesn't anyone see if you know how how it works the algorithms and all that but uh find me on social media and especially on on spotify that's how people listen these days i'm a vinyl guy myself but uh, so um, i don't know keep an eye open keep an eye open and try to find me on my social media and, and listen to my stuff and new things will be out there next year as well so Hopefully. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. All right, mate. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, all, um, and, um, yeah, with any luck, you know, a couple of years' time, we might even get you out to Australia. Oh, that would be superb, man. Set up a show for me and I'll be there. <laughs> get, get I'll a see contact. what I can do. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 